Yeah, don't know where they're coming. They're not. They're not. Yeah. Thank you to the two people in the room whom I'm disturbing by making this recording. I just want to begin by saying the aircon. Aircon is very nice. Was I so hot? <laughs> so we're looking at Genesis chapter 12. The heading in my Bible is the call of Abraham. Dun, dun, dun. So let's look at Genesis 12 and verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. So very, very scary. God says, leave dun, 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 three things, your country, your people, your father's household. Basically, everyone, everything you know, leave and go to this place, dot, 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 that I will show you. God doesn't even tell Abram where he's supposed to go, but God just says, trust me and obey me. Verse 2, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So this is what God is saying to Abram. Uh, I will bless you. You hear that word blessing again and again. I'll bless you. You'll be a blessing. Everyone who blesses you, they'll be blessed as well. And I think this is a reflection of what it means to have this relationship with God. It's a relationship of blessing. It's not that you have this, you know, to get the blessing, but I think it characterizes how God is someone who really wants to pour out his favor on his people. And as a result of a relationship, because you obey me, I'll bless you. Because other people bless you, I will bless them. So there's this kind of tangible closeness to the relationship that Abraham has with God, and you see it in the way that God blesses him. But also you see it in the way that Abraham, well, Abram obeys God. Verse 4, so Abram went as the Lord had told him just worth uh, pausing there you know God just told him to leave everything you know every place that he's familiar with the place that he grew up went to school uh, all the people he knows you know leave his household in obedience to his word and you know it's not like going on a holiday and discovering some new place can take picture there very very exciting sometimes but this is saying goodbye maybe for the last time to all your friends all your family and um, Abraham obeyed God. There's, there's something really, really scary, but also very real about what it means for Abram to obey God in these verses. Uh, also, everyone together with Abram had to go as a package deal. So verse four, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran and they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there, full stop. So he obeyed God and he followed it through all the way to the end. He arrived at this destination. And you think of 
people who love these passages. I mean, Genesis 12 is quite famous. Lots of pastors preach on this um, passage about faith. This one means to trust God. God will bless you and you obey God. And you think of the kind of people who love these passages. You think of people like missionaries, you know, if you go overseas, go to a new place, and God calls them to do that. Um, you think of people who um, have those big transitions in life. Oftentimes, you know, when they have to change a job or they have to make this big decision that involves really changing and moving out of situations of security. Or you think of sometimes uh, even refugees, you know, they have to leave their home sometimes not out of choice. And actually in each and every one of these situations, you find that God actually does make sense in these big situations of change. When everything around you is in flux and maybe uncertain, just those promises of God, that blessing of His presence, and even imagining receiving His word that's just so audible, saying, you know, I will bless you, I will be with you. It really, really makes sense, especially in those situations of change. It makes you think that sometimes those situations when everything is okay, everything is settled, maybe that's why God's word, God's promises, maybe don't seem as real as if, you know, you're in a situation where you lose everything. And that's, that's Abraham. You know, Abraham, you know, made that call, made that obedient um, response to God. And all I'm saying is it actually does make sense. Yeah. Uh, verse 6, Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Moreh at Shechem. So there's a lot of geography. <laughs> this place, it goes there. Um, and he arrives at this place called Shechem, and there's a big tree there. Okay, um, But I think what strikes me is he traveled. So he's already arrived there, but he's still kind of like moving about. You know, this, this, this answer to God's call to move away from his home continued on throughout his life. He was constantly moving about, and he was constantly not really settling in one place. Uh, verse 6, at that time, the Canaanites were in the land, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So put it together, you know, this land, you look around, all these other people called Canaanites. And God says, this is home. <laughs> this is the place I'm going to give to your children. I need to realize that all the Canaanites were people who did not know God, did not worship God. You satu orang, you're the only person worshiping God. And your children will grow up in this land. What did Abram do? Verse 7, he built an altar there. He worshiped God. Altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So here it introduces, again, Abraham's life now obeying God uh, in this strange land where no one else knows God. Abraham continues to worship God. And actually his relationship with God grows more and more and more. And it isn't because he's gone to this great church where there are other Christians. It isn't because everyone around is encouraging, hey, well done, Abraham, obeying God. But actually, the place that he goes to, no one knows God, but he worships God anyway. No one worships God, but he actually encounters God more and more. He actually grows as a Christian because of disobedience of faith. Uh, last few verses, verse 8, from there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel, <laughs> more geography, pitched his tent with Bethel on the west, Ai on the east. There he built an altar, built another of these memorials to God and called on the name of the Lord. 
So he continually worships God all throughout his life. While he's traveling, he's never settling down. He never actually finds, like, say, a church or such, but he continues growing in his relationship with God. And verse 9, then Abram set out and continued towards the Negev. He's constantly moving. He's constantly a minority. He's constantly never settling one place. But in this situation of being a stranger, a minority, of, a, of being a refugee even, his faith in God grows. He constantly worships God even more. And God blesses him with his presence. There God appeared to him. God, there God spoke to him. You know, it shows that what it takes for a Christian to grow in their relationship and their walk with God is actually just God. It's actually just obedience to God. And what makes that relationship real is just God's presence and his promise in our lives. Now, it isn't ideal, of course. You know, you want to be surrounded by people who love God, who encourage you when you don't feel like worshiping God. But actually, what you really need is God himself. And again, these kinds of radical <laughs> decisions of obeying God isn't just for missionaries or pastors. It's actually for people who really, really encounter God. And oftentimes, maybe even for the first time. So the reason I'm here today is because we have this thing in the next hall. It's called the Alpha Course and going to be um, like videos of people encountering God and just sharing what it means for them to know the God of the Bible, to know Jesus. I think that's the theme for tonight. Who is Jesus? And I think it's really interesting that some people have never thought of that question before. There'll be people who've never heard that name before, never really thought of God as a real person. But tonight, maybe for the first time, they will hear it, they'll encounter God, and we should not be surprised if they respond. We should not be discouraged if we see them respond in such a way that is so real and radical because sometimes it's those moments when it's just you and God and nothing else, when it's you and God and everything is in flux, that God's word, God's promises become so real that it just makes sense to respond with your entire life. And you say, God, I will follow you wherever you call me. I will worship you with my entire life. We see that in Abraham. Hopefully we see it in ourselves as well. You know, maybe you're in a situation where um, things aren't great. Um, there are many Christians around you and things don't seem to be settling. Well, what you need now is not for those circumstances to change. What you need is for God to be even more real and for us to be even more obedient to his word. Yeah. So that's uh, Genesis chapter 12, a uh, picture of faith, a picture of encouraging worship in Abram.